You're listening to Cognac, Cupcakes, and Conversations. CCC is a podcast with a twist. Cognac, Cupcakes, and Stimulating Conversations. Because it's not just about us anymore. And we're striving to promote awareness of issues affecting our communities. In short, it's a vibe. Yes, Kel, with this choice of the theme song this week, (laughs) For Us, By Us. Okay. So, yes, if you haven't noticed already, our... um, theme today of this week lord why am i talking out already it's been a week it's been it's been a week it's, it's been, been a week, week. Mm-hmm. a very interesting week two Full weeks of actually oh yeah you're right yeah two weeks right. because we did take a little break even though we pre-recorded you know to keep y'all so y'all wouldn't be salivating for some new content you know? <laughs> and, and shout out to anna for keeping y'all all the tea over the week oh yeah yo that was too much i just had to say something <laughs> right like, i couldn't let a week go by and i say something yes so she definitely um, kept y'all hip with what was going on with Cardi mm-hmm. and all the shenanigans of the world. Yes, Jesse and mm-hmm. Wendy Williams. But we'll, we'll definitely get into that. And let me make sure I put a pin in that <laughs> to talk about. Yes. Well, in short, um, not say in short, Lord, mm-hmm. <laughs> motivational moment of the week. Yes. <laughs> For black people to talk about building up the black community, marrying other black people, spending money in the black community, Educating the children in that community and supporting other black community is neither racism or racist. It's a collective self-preservation and a good common sense. And that is by Renoko Rashidi. Um, What that is basically is what we're talking about is, you know, building Mm -hmm. up us. And when I say us, I'm referring to the minorities of the black community Mm -hmm. and just us in general as Americans, as, you know, as us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> us. And that's the theme for today's episode. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's true. So you about to drop that tea, girl. Yes. Let's get into that ratchetness and righteousness. Balance. Ratchetness and righteousness is the yin and the yang of life. You got to be equally yoked with both. All right. So before we get into the ratchetness and righteousness, I forgot to talk about what we were eating on today. Yes, So it looks like Kel was able to hook us up with some pretty girl cupcakery cupcakes. Now, um, the one that the flavor that you got me was the chocolate and it was definitely a milk chocolate to the tea cupcake. Um, It was was chocolate frosting. Um. I would say yes, but that might be because I had some chocolate cookies earlier today. You know how sometimes you can have a threshold? Mm-hmm. I know that sounds weird. No, 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 me, no. I get like, it. Like when you've had too much chocolate for the day. So it might be too much for me today because of that. But part of me is also feeling like it's too much frosting. Mm-hmm. And um, the flavor was good. It was moist. It didn't taste like your typical chocolate cake. Like I had a, I had some cho- a chocolate cupcake at a baby shower I did this weekend and the cupcake tasted like you know like store-bought chocolate mm-hmm. um but was what was ironic is the same lady's strawberry cake tasted so bomb mm. like she even had like a zing to the frosting it was bomb but it, it tastes like a like real homemade cake but 
her chocolate cake tastes like store-bought cake. So I would say that this did not taste like store-bought chocolate cake, but it was like the next step above that. And then the frosting was nice. It just was too much. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like the way that they pulled the frosting on there. Yeah, like she you know how the little doo doo, the doo doo, <laughs> doo frosting <laughs> shape. I like the doo doo frosting shape because that's where I'm trying to get at personally with my frosting. And um, my grandma gave me a tip over the weekend. Okay, grandma. Okay, dropping she, them gems. So I was like, yeah, grandma. I'm trying to. My grandma is a baker as well by trade. She made a living off of baking cakes and other baked goods and stuff. So she's since stopped doing it as much. But either way, I was like, Grandma, you know what I'm trying to do with my frosting is I'm trying to make sure that it stands firm because I feel like it's it's a buttercream, but it's really, like, soft. And even though people enjoy the flavor, I don't feel like it stands firm enough or sits up high enough. It doesn't, like, expand. And so she was like, oh, you need to add ice and sugar. So I was like, oh. Yes, I didn't know either. But Ooh. she's from the old school, so they use like the lard real, and shit. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So she's hip yes. to all of that. So, <laughs> so yes, I'm gonna try that out possibly next week, maybe because I'll be working from home next week because we're moving our offices or whatever. Oh, okay. I was telling Tyrone earlier, maybe I'll make it next week. Okay. Maybe maybe my cupcakes will be the cupcakes next. Oh wait, week. are you here next week? Yes, okay, we good, we good. <laughs> like, damn, you gonna miss out on the cupcakes. Right. In fact, now I'm gonna be here for them no. cupcakes. <laughs> <laughs> Lie them joints to, to where I'm going on vacation. Right. But anyway, okay, let's jump into the gossip. Oh, well, Kel, what did you think of the cupcakes before um, I go forward? I was disappointed in the flavors that they have because you... Yeah. The first two times I had a really good cupcake. I had like a cookie dough one and I had one that was like a cookie brownie and that one was really good Yeah, too. I really wanted to try that one. And... They didn't have anything, like, flavor-wise today. Mm-hmm. I was really disappointed with that. But um, the cake is really moist. I can't complain about that. Um, the icing was too much still with that mm-hmm. one as well. Mm-hmm. Maybe if it had something like a sprinkle inside of it or something, I think maybe that will break up just the monotony of just sugar in my mouth. Yeah. This one I did, I meant to say, I did like it because it had chocolate chips in it too. Oh. Like little pieces of chocolate. And I've, I was, I know I'm not tripping. I tasted that taste way too many times for me to be like, yeah. you know, so, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to start rating these cupcakes. Yeah, yeah. So let's start with this one. I would give this, what are we going to put it on a scale of, you want to put it on a scale of A, B, C, D? No, let's give them a 1 to 10. I feel okay. like that's more true. Okay. Um, my vote for them, a 6. I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. I'm going to give them a 6. Um, uh, presentation <laughs> is... It's pretty good as far as presentation. Um, Mm -hmm. I get enough of a cupcake, so it's it's not a little cupcake for like four dollars. It's a pretty decent size cupcake for four dollars. Yes. Branding wise, I feel like they're doing they could do better. Yeah, a whole lot better, like a nice pretty box other than this plastic box. Girl, because I'm out here trying to get pink boxes every minute or whatever, so I know pretty girl cupcake or could get better boxing, but their store now their storefront is makes up for it because their storefront is so cute they have like these little chairs and boutiques it's very like customized and branded to them Mm -hmm. so that okay but if you're just trying to get up and go and you want to present this like us on Mm -hmm. podcasts Mm -hmm. we got to do better with our presentation leaving out agreed agreed 
yes. I'm about to start recording us doing these reviews too. Okay, so, so y'all, y'all can definitely after, sponsor after our cupcakes. We, right, after we do mine, because I ain't trying to get fried on air. But anyway, <laughs> speaking of being fried, let's get into this gossip. So, Wendy Williams finally separated from her husband. She did? Yeah, Good that for was her. the tea that I heard, um, I believe, this morning on The Breakfast Club. Um, so, I mean, that's the most that I know about it. I hope that um, she gets well because she's been in and out of, well, she's still in the sober house. Apparently, um, she's still, I don't know what she's on. And it's like alcohol. one minute I hear the alcohol, and then the next I hear the cocaine, too. So I hope it's just, the, I mean, alcohol is still bad, but I hope it's just the alcohol. But I hope that she's able to finally, like, kind of break that habit because I know that Every I feel that a lot of this is being caused or um, pushing her to want to continue to with her drug habit is because of her um, husband and the husband having a child with the other woman, not only cheating on her, but having the child with the other woman. Apparently, when she was at the sober house in Florida or something like that, mm-hmm. he went to Florida to see her, but brought the side piece, too. It's just disrespectful. disrespectful. And I, I mean, I think it's showing in her work. It's not just when she fainted that one time. It's not when she just kind of like disappeared off of the show. It's not even just when, you know, like I saw these videos of her where she was like being rude to some of the guests in the audience. Mm-hmm. Snatching back to like, don't hug me. Don't yeah. Hug me, like. And did you see the one where she was talking to Tammy and Waka, Flocka? And yeah, she thought it was D. Baby, um, yeah, D. Mama D. She was saying, oh, I love your mom. And it's like, that's not that's not the right people. Come on, Wendy, you know this. And she was like, and I love her husband. Tammy Mama is not married, well, as far as I know. Right. So, I don't know, child. Next, uh, yeah, prayers, prayers up for her, though. I have to say Definitely. prayers up for I her. I didn't even, um, <laughs> when they said that she had a sober sponsor, like the ones that would go into the bathroom, the first time I ever seen that was on the show Shameless. What? I didn't think that that actually, like, existed. But they actually do have people. What is that? Basically, I you, think I have an idea using context clues, but you're an assi- You're assigned a sponsor where you literally can't eat shit, sleep, do anything without your sponsor being in the room. Like, so imagine, wow. like, when you go, um... Like, at a halfway house or whatever, and they have to watch a pee and shit to make sure that you're not switching to pee and stuff like that. Wow. It's kind of like that. They, like, they're with you every moment of the day. Like, so if you're sleeping in a room, they will be camped outside, and they'll be on rotation checking in to make sure you're not trying to sleep out, like, slip out the window or anything crazy or try to leave out. So it's crazy to see that she's gotten to the point where she needs a sober sponsor. Yeah. Well, can you blame her? I mean, I know. Given what's going on. Mm-hmm. Well, on a brighter note, um, Amber Rose is pregnant. I didn't even know. from the A's. I thought she was still with with one of them little rapper boys. I can't remember his name. Who was she with? She was with so many people. (laughs) You sure you're not mixing her up with Black China, right? Wait, who's Black China with? Black China was with YBN, Almighty J. That's the one that got jumped the other day. She was with him. Then she was with Soldier Boy. Who she with before that? Was I she think with I Cardi she, or I heard she was with Playboy Cardi too at one point, uh, but now Playboy Cardi is with Iggy Azalea. Did you okay. know that? Yeah, so Girl, that. what the hell? I don't know. I, listen, I, I mean, I guess I shouldn't say what the hell's the industry. Yeah. So <laughs> you date what you know. You date what you know exactly. So apparently, what Amber Rose knows is um, 
uh, A.E. from the A's. Now, a little background on him. He was in this little three-guy group called the A's, like, back in, like, I want to say, like, 2006, 2007 or whatever. They had hooked up with J-Boog and um, Lil Fizz. and really? they were Yeah, it was like Lil Fizz and J-Boog was trying to, like, help them get their names out there, and then it just kind of fell flat. They were all cute, though, but um, this one kind of still stayed in the limelight a little bit and knew a few people, so, like, he was in the taste video with Tyga and stuff and mm. so he's still been around but he's basically a rapper from the LA area I, no I actually I think he's from um Oakland mm. I feel he's like from um the bay mm-hmm. actually I shouldn't say LA so I think he's from the bay but yeah he got the hair dyed blonde like amber and they oh that was that one t- she was in the picture with okay oh yeah that's the one she's pregnant by okay yeah mm. so Mm-hmm. Well, congratulations to you, boo. Yes. Uh, no congrats going to Ghost, a.k.a. Amari Hardwick. <laughs> I wanted to hear your perspective on this, so let me give people who the don't know the background. So basically, um, Amari Hardwick was at the NAACP Awards, and, you know, Beyonce and Jay-Z, I guess, were getting honored. I didn't watch it because that was the same day all that stuff came out about Nipsey, and I just was distraught, but we'll get to that. But anyway, um, he was there, and him and Notori Naughton was walking up. Notori is uh, Tasha on um, the, uh, I was going to call it the game. (laughs) (laughs) On power. On power. And uh, they went to hug Beyonce, and as he was hugging Beyonce, he dapped up Jay first, walked over to Beyonce to greet her, and he did a double kiss or a double, you know, hug, whatever the hell you want to call it. I think it was a double kiss and he it looked like he caught the corner of her lip. So, of course, social media went wild and so boom. What's your thoughts, Kel? I definitely think it was a double kiss. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think it was a hug cuz a hug is And then he held the hug. So, you yeah, know, let me describe it if y'all haven't seen it. So, he goes he daps up Jay. He walks over to Beyoncé. He gives her a kiss on the cheek. Then he holds on to her for like, it was funny because I was counting it and Dennis thought I was crazy when I was counting it. But even um, Charlemagne and DJ Envy was counting it the next day on Breakfast Club. It was, I believe it was like six seconds. Four to six. And that sounds like, oh, that's that. No, but that's you holding on to somebody. For a he, long time. You know, that's like a, that's a brief pause when you do that. So you you, you usually be like, mwah, hug, mwah, gone. And, and usually you don't even do the, And that's a side kiss. That's That's like a a hug. Usually that's what it is. You do the hug, you do the mwah, and then you keep it rolling. Right. So He was doing the most. I mm -hmm. definitely agree. It was definitely a double kiss. And it was just too close to her lip. Like, you can't say you didn't see it. It's not like y'all from far away. And uh, some people, I agree with some people, She it was an awkward thing because she turned her head. But she was done with it. She didn't turn her head that much. She she didn't turn her head that much. And he went back twice. (laughs) Nah. (laughs) No. No, but she, I agree. I think that she wasn't ready for a second kiss. That's the point. Why are you doing two kisses? Chill. <laughs> like, you didn't have to do Beyond, two. Why are you Beyonce. so excited? They, they doing all two are. kisses. You ain't got to do the French kiss where you, you mwah, mwah. like, you don't have to do all that. You lucky you even getting to touch her. Right. Damn. OD. Now everybody gonna be blocked. (laughs) (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) I I was trying to look at Jay Z's face after it happened. Like, "Mm." (laughs) he probably used to people trying it. Eyeball emoji. (laughs) Right. He is probably used to people trying it. Yes. Um, 
and I guess there's no other way to go into this, but um, yeah, it looks like on March 31st, on Sunday, Nipsey Hussle um, was gunned down right outside of his store, Marathon, in South Central LA on Slauson, I believe. Mm-hmm. I don't know Slauson. Crenshaw and Slauson. Yeah, Crenshaw and Slauson. And it's just a shock to the whole hip-hop industry, the, his whole community. Um, I, I, I really was sad when I heard it. The way I found out, I guess that's how I'll start off this whole thing. Or do you want to talk about it? Mm-mm. Go ahead. Go straight into it. So this is actually going to kick off our talk topics. Mm-hmm. Um, so with Nipsey, um, the way I found out was like I was I had just came home from New York with my mom and Dennis. Oh, no, I looked on Instagram when I was dropping her off at their house and I saw on Instagram that it said he had been shot. So I was like, oh, my God, you know, so I'm thinking he's going to be OK. So I text Dennis and Dennis was like, oh, um, it's not looking too good. And I was like, for real? Like, I was just in disbelief. Like, for real? It's not looking too good. How? No, no, no. And I will preface this. I am not, like, someone that was a huge follower of Nipsey Hussle. But, like, you know, I newly, like, I knew his music. I knew Victory Lap um, because I really liked that title track from the album, Victory Lap, with the Stacey Barth, um, you know, chorus. Like, that song is so hard. Like, I love that song. Um, but I never was, like, um, someone that was a um, a real stan of Nipsey Hussle. But he always seemed like a stand-up guy. And mm-hmm. then I loved, I really liked and admired his relationship with um, Lauren London. It wasn't perfect, but that was part of what was so... That's ad- what's loving about it, because yeah. it was relatable. It was very relatable. And then, of course, they just had that GQ spread that was just... Bomb as fuck. All, I mean... Bomb, it's just, I mean like, I guess sad... All over thinking about that that I <laughs> like I don't like I didn't come in here to cry or anything, but hopefully I don't. Hopefully I can get through this without crying. But I'm just like that Damn. alone. That alone was fresh on my mind. Even the little cute interview that they did. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, he good. Like he gonna live. And Dennis was like, he got six shots. I'm still thinking like, oh, Fifty Cent had nine. So. And he said one was in his head. I still was like, you know, 50 Cent had nine, you know, people pulled through. And I, I literally so typed, oh, my God. Face. Right. So, like, I was just like, well, prayerfully, um, he pulls through in the name of Jesus. That's literally what I texted Dennis. Probably, like, five minutes later. Because I saw this, like, an hour after it had posted. Right. Everything seems so fast. But was it really that fast? I'm confused. Probably to- not. Because, I mean, if he got shot, like, an hour ahead of time. And then, I don't know. Was he pronounced dead at the hospital? or was He, he- must have been. Because yeah, the videos... Tyrone shook his head. Okay, yeah, because the videos of Lauren London running into the hospital asking, was he okay? And right. then I got something to say about in. that, too. But anyway. Mm-hmm. Makes me feel like he must have been pronounced dead at the hospital. And not, I didn't even re- watch that, but that's what they said in the video. Yeah, in the video, it's like, she's outside. It looked like somebody must have dropped her off, and she was just, like, running out the car, trying to, like, run into the hospital. We're just trifling for whoever, oh, you know, like, posted that. Like, God. calm down. Like, people don't need that right now. Like, that's not the time. But anyway, so she's just like, is, is he okay? Is he okay? And whoever it was who met her outside was like trying to like, I guess, prepare her for it. So then they were like, he's not breathing. And then she like pushed past him and ran into the uh, hospital. And she was like, that's my husband. That's my husband. And I think that's when they were trying to like 
Letterman, but it's just yeah, it was a lot. I know. Um, I still be catching tears. Like I be on the toilet and I'm like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> good night, good night. I do, I do. Like, but I thank you for the laugh because the tears. Uh, I mean, I was starting to feel it a little bit just now. Like, I know when I think about Lauren London and how she like, I can really picture like the moment when she finds out that he's dead. Like I can picture her emotions. I can feel her pain. Oh, it's just heartbreaking. Yeah, um, and that's basically how we both found out. You know, like the next thing I knew, you know, it it was that he was pronounced dead, and I was just like, "No, right? No, like." And I didn't even have to be a huge fan of his to like see his aura and see his spirit and know what type of like see what type of man he was and stuff, and then to learn about all the extra stuff that he, he was did? doing behind that he did behind the scenes and that he was planning to do it just felt like such a loss Mm -hmm. to our community such a loss and and lauren that's the first i'm I'm not gonna lie like like kel said that's when my mind went first i was like jesus lauren Mm -hmm. she was so in love he they both were in love with each other like she was so in love with him though and i'm just like now she's just here You, you know and the way i was saying it to kel and some of our other friends it was like you never know like you could be laying next to that person mm-hmm. one night and not knowing that's your last night laying with them that was the most heartbreaking and based off the way that ran the way she ran that's how it definitely had to been like that it probably was she was with him and i'm hearing stories later on too mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. how he wasn't even supposed to be there like Yes. He was just helping out a friend. He wanted yes. to get his friend some clothes. Who was getting out of jail. Who was getting out of jail. So once again, he was coming into a place with a pure heart. And then just the the fuckery. The fuckery. And the so, fuckery. you know, as the story, you know, as the news cycle went, apparently. So there was a lot of theories behind what could have happened because, of you know, for those who don't know, he was working on a documentary. Um, I heard he was actually working on this with Jay-Z. Oh, I didn't hear but that the doctor, part. the Doctor but, Sebi okay. um, documentary, he was working on that, and Doctor Sebi is an herbalist. I, it's like I hear he's African, and then I be hearing he's Honduran, so I'm he, really confused. He practiced in he Honduras. Oh, but he was African. Okay, I don't know so, if he was African. I, just I thought that, he was Indian too. That's my initial thought. I thought he was Indian, I, but I just either know way, he practiced in Honduras. That's why which one was there. Um, left, left eye. eye. That's why she was there. Oh, that's Which the connection. Which makes me question everything. Girl, <laughs> listen, as soon as they they pointed that out, you know, like, I, we'll finish giving respects and then I'm going to go into the conspiracy theories. But, you know, there's a lot of conspiracy theories going around because he was working on the Dr. Sebi documentary. And just him being a man of the, of the people and the community and uplifting a community that's been you know, maybe a little more crime-ridden than others in America, Um, you know, there was a lot of speculation that there was something else more behind his killing or a bigger hand in play, As to quote um, Louis Farrakhan, who also posted that earlier this week, but um, earlier today, actually, I believe. But, um, you know, other than that, what else happened was that it came out that it was a guy that was amongst his crew been in his in his world for some time now and his name is eric holder mm-hmm. is that holden holder mm-hmm. um and what happened what the story goes that he was told by nipsey nipsey told him like i know you a snitch i know you working with the police 
and um, I don't want you around here no more. Now, did you know that Nipsey and his brother actually are the ones that were running that store? Marathon. So, quick backstory just to connect the whole police thing. Dennis told me all of this. So, basically, um, there's this little documentary on how he started the whole store with Marathon. He used to hustle outside of it, right? Yeah, he used to hustle Uh outside of it. Him and his brother got in trouble. His brother went to jail. They decided to buy the store because I think the police might have been like, yo, do it it the right way. Buy 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 the the block. Yeah. So, that's what they did. And, And first, they got in trouble again at another store that was like across the street or whatever or on the other end of the street. And then they ended up buying that one that he has now and you know things were going well or whatever and so that that might have been also closely linked to why he didn't want him there because you know in the past they had done stuff there before so he didn't want Eric around like snitching and stuff like that and so he basically told him you know stop coming around here I know you with the feds blah 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 and he was like, oh, okay, you don't want me to come around. He left. He came back. He killed him. He shot him. And um, got away. He turned himself into a mental um, hospital institute, whatever. And he put his own name down. So That's how they caught him? Yeah. So the funny thing is, for me, I'm like, and we could go into the conspiracy theories after this. I'm like, you, you did that intentionally. Because yeah, somebody told you to do that. Someone told you to do that, and you're also going to try and plead insanity. Insane. Mm-hmm. That's what you're. That's what you're doing there. Now he did have. Apparently, he did have like a history of being. Uh, <laughs> so does Just every black person right in America in, dive right in? Dive right in. Okay. Yeah. Well, he had a history of mental issues or whatever, but like you know, that's it. Dive right in because I want to know if you're where I'm at with the conspiracy theories. Okay. Well. No, actually, I am where you are with the conspiracy theories. I can operate and tell you that from there. I was trying to figure out which angle I was going to go because I got different talk topics Mm -hmm. based off of that. Mm -hmm. But, um, (laughs) and that's one of them, mental and emotional. I'm following your lead. Go. So, um, let's take it back a little Mm -hmm. bit. So, I'm going to talk about supporting and building a joint one. wait, but I'm sorry. Before we continue. No, before we um, continue, I do want to say from, you know, me and Kel and Mm -hmm. speaking for Tyrone, too, you know. (laughs) We we are praying for Lauren and her family. Most we definitely. are praying for all of his children. Yes. Whether they're with Lauren or him, mm-hmm. his sister, mm-hmm. his brother, all the people that Parents, he everybody that live will continue his legacy. And I hope that this will inspire more and more people to do half of what at least half of what he was doing for the community and, and for um, our culture as a whole. I agree. I totally agree with everything you just said. Um, based off of, um, you know, Anna touched a little bit on how he bought black. He bought back the um, the block and things like that. And that's something that we as a community need to do better at. We need mm-hmm. to invest more in our black community. We need to close the racial, gla- the racial gap. Excuse mm-hmm. me, I cannot mm-hmm. talk today. Mm-hmm. We need to learn how to, like, strengthen the local economies and make yes. more job and opportunities for people so they're mm-hmm. not homeless and they're not standing on the street and doing these things that they're not supposed to do on the block. Um, we need to celebrate black culture by doing that, like inform people about all the, the positive things that we're doing. And that's something that Nipsey did, like with the Vector Vector 90 or Vector mm-hmm. 9 or mm-hmm. something like mm-hmm. that, where he was like really investing in the children and investing in the crea- the creativity, like putting those, those places in motion for them to mm-hmm. be able to do very similar to what we're doing right here with 202 right. Creates. Yes, yes. Um, 
that's mean, important because there's so many schools, especially public schools, that um, you know, music isn't really a course anymore in a lot of these schools or art. We took that for granted when we were younger, and they were already starting to cut it out as you got older. And now older. it's like non-existent in a lot of public school exactly. curriculums. Mm-hmm. It's like you go, you go, you don't, you don't. Mm-hmm. But it, it can take you so much farther than what mm-hmm. it, you know. Because everybody be. isn't a bookworm. This, You're right. Like children learn in different ways and children, everybody has a different talent. And, and you can skill. see that in our in our generation right now, the creativity as far as like them starting businesses younger and younger. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the different podcasts like that. Who would have ever thought that kids now could have their own podcast? I think back in the iCarly days and things like that, yeah. like it's, it's starting younger. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So we also need to just, by, by us investing into the black community, we're going to hold other companies accountable. So we won't have these issues like we had with, you know, Gucci with the, the what was it, the sweater? Oh, the, and the blackface. Blackface. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was another company. With the noose. That was, um, I forgot. Was it Prada? I don't know. It wasn't, it wasn't Fendi. But one of the other name brands. But yeah, either way, to, we're going to hold them accountable for yeah. those, those actions by them seeing us in those same type of limelights, of mm-hmm. seeing us like in, in charge and owning our businesses and things like that, mm-hmm. having the visibility and the representation mm-hmm. for the black community. Mm-hmm. Um, to touch on a little bit on mental health. Um, yeah. With him trying to play the card of, oh, I had mental health issues. Just about every black person in America has face some sort of trauma so everyone has some sort of mental health issues based off of their parents past whether their friends past whatever the case may be like we all have issues and you can't use mental health as a crutch or a reason to justify you doing shitty things yeah um mm-hmm. so a note that I would like to also say is you know without mental health we can't be healthy any part of the body including the brain can get sick we mm-hmm. all experience emotional ups and downs and from time to time caused by events in our lives. Yes. So, traumas. Um, yeah, traumas. Everybody has traumas. Mm-hmm. Um, so and I don't think our older generations get that and get understand that. that. Like, the conversation I told you I had with my mom this weekend, like, without going too further into detail, like, it's like, I don't think they were raised to understand, to even think about, like, the possibility of, unless you down and out, unless you bipolar, like, really far You're either batshit crazy, like, to the point where you need to be institutionalized. There's no gray area in the black community, and that's exactly what we're just about to touch on. Like, the lack of information and the misunderstanding about what mental health is. Mm -hmm. And um, a lot, I'm going to base the next topic on like Mm -hmm. my mom my mom if you have jesus you you're fine and it's a little more (laughs) it's medication needed sometimes it's in conjunction i I, I don't think god gave people the skills to find out you know to learn this information to just for we are supposed to be fully reliant on him but he has helpers that's the point i'm trying to make exactly he has helpers as well there's other tools to help you other than just him and I think that you can use faith and spirituality as, like, a guide. Yes. Because I, I feel like, personally, I think and everybody hope. needs that. Yeah, everybody yeah. needs some sort of sense of direction. And like you said, hope. hope. Because, like, that should inspire you to know, like, hey, if I do these things or try to work at it, you know, I have faith or, quote, I have hope, hope. that this will help me. Get better yeah. or get to the place that I need to be. Yeah. Exactly. Um, then there's the other side of it where it's actually more on the medical side mm-hmm. with the provider bias and inequality of care. 
so many times, it's, at least as black women, we're ignored or they don't pay oh, attention Lord, to like yes. the things that we're saying that's going on. They're just passing it off or they'll just give you some drugs or some medication and, and they'll be like, you'll be all right. Mm-hmm. You'll, you know, the pharmaceutical business is, is trash, <laughs> which brought back to the conspiracy of, you Dr. know. Dr. Sebi. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, did you want to say no, it? No, you, okay. you go first. You go first. Well, Dr. Sebi, he's a part of like the holistic field and holistic mm-hmm. doctors don't get respect at all because and that's why they charge twice as much. So on one end, I understand like why people won't want to go to them because it's, it's already a lot of money that you're spending in your insurance just for your insurance doesn't cover not to cover anything. And insurance is just a scam anyway, to be honestly, to get your money because they're only going to cover like a percentage and then you're still going to come out of pocket. So what mm-hmm. is the point of paying this person monthly mm-hmm. for something that you can just go to see, you know, one person pay it all at once, bloom, bloom, blap and get it on a natural way and not worry about other side effects affecting everything. Like, you notice when you see the commercials where the doctors like medicines, oh, death, diarrhea, you know, whatever. It's all these crazy ass side effects. (laughs) And it's like, why do we have health insurance in the first place if there's so many places that have free health care? Why do we have health insurance? Mm -hmm. I I mean, I know there's a reason, you know, I'm sure a a formal reason that's written out somewhere. But why do we have health insurance? Something to think about. Mm -hmm. So Dr. Sebi. Yeah. yeah, So with Dr. Sebi. Excuse me. Mm -hmm. Mm. It's going to come up eventually. I know. (laughs) All that. With Dr. Sebi, um, basically, Mm -hmm. he found a way to cure AIDS. Yes. I want is it AIDS or HIV? I don't want to speak incorrectly. I think it's essentially, AIDS. yeah, it's AIDS. That's the term that I see. And if he's curing AIDS, he's curing HIV essentially because HIV leads to AIDS. To yeah. AIDS, yeah. So he found a way to to do that. And I guess you know back in 1985 they thought that he was lying because he came out with it to the point where it got dragged to court and he was able to beat his cases on trial and took it to the Supreme Court and also beat the Supreme Court case. Um, mm-hmm. And then mysteriously, mm-hmm. <laughs> as he got locked up, um, mm-hmm. he mysteriously died of pneumonia. So how mm-hmm. does a holistic doctor who was able to find the cure for AIDS mysteriously die from pneumonia? It's just, it's very questionable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And he had so many someone that took care such good care of himself naturally. Naturally, for years. Mm-hmm. This is an old man. Like, I want to say, like, was maybe close to his 80s. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure the exact I'm, age. I'm looking it up right now. Mm-hmm. He died at 82 mm-hmm. in 2016. From pneumonia. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it just doesn't make sense. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I, I definitely think there is definitely a tie with the pharmaceutical business, and they are very harsh. Mm-hmm. I've um, actually worked in a building before with a pharmaceutical company. Mm-hmm. I'm reluctant to say the name. Yeah, don't. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Um, and I remember it was an issue where whatever drug that they put on the market was killing people. Mm. And people were protesting. And we had to literally shut the building down and because they were, like, throwing eggs and stuff. And they were, like, marching outside. Wow. It got really ugly and really bad. Um, and they were like, yeah, they're just upset because of that. But they'll get over it. And I'm like, whoa, wow. you really don't give a fuck. Like, you really don't. You don't have no heart. And I'm just like, well, damn, if this is that small, and I know they didn't get that much, like, media attention or anything like that, but, like, imagine what else they're doing. Was these the same 
Never mind. Can't say that either. I'll ask you after. <laughs> right. We'll talk after. <laughs> I think I know who, but yeah. <laughs> but it, it's, it, it's really fucked up. It's yeah. really fucked up. Wow. I mean, well, going back to the theories and stuff, like, so what the the thing is is that folks are feeling like because um um because uh nipsey hustle was working on this documentary um that he was possibly set up to Mm -hmm. be killed um by the government a lot of folks are not buying a lot of I, i say i would say it's like a 50 50 split um from what i've seen in social media where they are some folks are not buying it and they feel that it's very disrespectful to bring that up especially at this time and then there's um folks that believe it i'm one of those people that believe it um i understand that it's probably disrespectful to bring it up I mean, I'm not up here commenting on his pictures of Lauren London, sending Lauren London DMs and saying, oh, <laughs> you know, like, we nobody wants to hear we that. We got to figure that out. Like, no, nah, I'm not doing all that. But on my own personal public platform, I'm saying that um, because I think that it's very possible. You know what? We mistake a lot of the times our power, like the level, the importance of our power as black people. A lot of people be like, oh, you can't be an Illuminati. Why would they care to have us? We have a huge influence on the world. And I think American hip hop in general has a huge, the biggest influence musically. American music in general, that's like our one of our biggest exports across the world we influence the world everybody wants to f with america and be like americans imitation is the best form of flattery and you see it every day and across you know magazines from the way Mm -hmm. we wear our hair Mm -hmm. to the imitation Mm -hmm. of our bodies oh well yeah the the frankenstein Mm -hmm. of of women yes of the black woman of of course but so we do have that power we do have that power we do and don't get me wrong of course there's a lot of uh, um other cultures that we buy into and that the rest of the world wants to adopt as well but american culture is definitely one of the biggest um cultures that influence the influences the world so and especially hip-hop culture. Mm-hmm. And so don't ever think, you know, if you, you, if you have 50 Cent out here selling vitamin water, you know, you have Azalea Banks when she just came out with her 212 song performing for Carl Lagerfeld in, like, France. She just was fresh out with that music. You think these, you think... And they can um, sing it like Americans. Like, you would never hear the accent. You think that hip-hop isn't influential enough for someone to want to put a stop to it if hip-hop is actually doing some kind of good in the world and shaking up the imbalance of what's what's wrong and what, you know, trying to, um, you know, level out the playing field like Nipsey was trying to do? Don't don't sleep. Don't sleep because he knew the guy that that couldn't have been a plot for a very long time. And listen, I don't really buy into conspiracy theories like that. But the government is known to be shaky. Listen, they did it before. They did it to Malcolm X. Like he knew who killed him. They did it to the Black Panthers. I wouldn't be surprised if they did it to Martin Luther King. 
Mm-hmm. So, like, because I can't remember who killed him. It was a white man, though, right? Mm-hmm. It was a white man that killed him. I wouldn't be surprised if they was involved with John Wilkes Booth when they killed Abraham Lincoln. This mm-hmm. this is all, not everything is a setup, but the people are more, the government is more involved than you think they are. They have a whole department, a police department for hip hop. Right, and I didn't believe that for a long time, the hip-hop police. But I'm learning more and more about Mm -hmm. it, and it's real. It's really real. It's real. And so I'm not saying, like I said on my social media, I'm not saying that's, you know, like I'm not saying, oh, we have to believe that that's what happened, but I'm just saying that's that's definitely a possibility. Keep your eyes open. Keep your eyes open and and your mind open, too. Mm -hmm. Keep your eyes and your mind open because they're going to report whatever, same way they did with Dr. Sebi. I would never even second-guess what happened to um, Left Eye. I know. Until I saw that, I was like, "Oh right. shit!" Like, she like, was random, doing a car all accident? that herbalist stuff, and she was the only one that died mm-hmm. in the car accident. Everyone else lived. I mean, that happens. So, you know, that could have been true. And she was about to um, work with Doctor Sebi to bring the medicines and the different herbs and that he had was, to the pharmaceutical business. See, and so um, wasn't um, Nipsey Hussle doing something similar? I think he was so. in stem cell research. Listen, Left Eye was in the biggest girl group, one of the biggest girl groups of all time. And of course, they're going to try to like paint the the crazy picture of her, right? But, but you you don't think she had some level of influence, some level of money that she could really bring this and and pr- promote it to the masses? Come on now, come on, y'all thinking just because Nipsey wasn't on the top ten. That he wasn't well known and watched. He he tweeted stuff about that. He talked about it in his interviews. Mm-hmm. But of course, all respect and, um, to his family and stuff. And um, you know, I'm glad that they got the guy that shot him. I don't know. You know, like Minister Farrakhan said, I'm not sure. It might have been another hand, a bigger hand in play, that was behind this. You know, don't think that he that Eric couldn't have been a pawn. Definitely couldn't could have been a pawn. That's what they do. They come, they infiltrate, and they come in and they take the weak one and say, "All right, we need you to do this. Do this for us." Mm-hmm. They do that all the time. They do that with drug dealers. Mm-hmm. That's how you get the snitches. Mm-hmm. Come on, this ain't this ain't that far fetched. You know, I I could get real passionate about it, but. You know, just to end it off, um, unless you had something else to say. No, we get enough on on that part, but Mm -hmm. to discuss black-on-black crimes with that, like... Yes, yes, let's continue, because that's the other side of it. That is the other side of it. If Mm -hmm. Let's just play the devil's advocate, say that it wasn't a conspiracy. Mm -hmm. Either way, it was a black-on-black crime, regardless. Yeah. Um, And... Too many of our, you know, of our black kings and our black queens are dying Mm -hmm. at the hands of each other. And it just doesn't make sense that we're killing ourselves. Like, you're Mm -hmm. killing your community. You're killing someone's mother, someone's father, someone's son, sister, brother, whatever the case may Mm -hmm. be. Like, Mm -hmm. who's to say that that person can't change the world? And clearly what Nipsey was doing, changing the world. And Mm -hmm. he still, you know, passed away. And even Cliff. Cliff Mm -hmm. just died, um, Mm -hmm. was it a week ago? Yeah, like his funeral was the same the day after Nipsey Hussle's um, killing. Before they, the day after he killed, they killed Nipsey Hussle. 
So it's just like too many people are just dying. I think this week has just been really off for us. Right. They're killing they're killing people on their birthdays. Mm-hmm. Like it's just too much. It's too much. And you know, like yes, let's delve into that conversation. Like I heard a conversation on the radio today about like how people feel about how, you know, when people leave their their community, leave the hood and they never go back and how oh you a sellout, blah, blah, blah. But a lot of the times when people go back to their communities, that's when they get killed. Because mm-hmm. someone's jealous or someone don't like what what you're doing and they come and they're going to kill you. And it's like, for what? For what? Like, what? this person is... Can't not, be better? Like, yeah. they can't want better? They can't do better? You can't strive? Look at that and the strive for the same real. thing? Like The hate is real. And it's like, what do you think about that, Kel? Like, um, I was fortunate enough to not grow up in a community like that. But, like, you know, I could even make it realer for, like, a little more hit more, a little more at home. My father used to say stuff like that to me. And he ain't no rapper or anything. But he used to say, uh, my parents grew up in New York in Brooklyn and my dad grew up in Bed-Stuy before his family moved to Queens when he joined the military so he's a marine but he said he used to preach to me all the time like a lot of the guys that I knew okay you trying to open that bottle but it's one of them joints where you <laughs> oh what's up you gotta pop it off <laughs> <laughs> I know, sad face. Thirsty and shit, my throat all parched. Oh, I, got, I got a water bottle here. <laughs> Thank here you. Here you go, boom. <laughs> but yeah, what he used to say was like, you, um, you know, a lot of the guys that he knew when he was growing up, they either ended up, that were in, into trouble and stuff, they either ended up dead or in jail. Mm-hmm. I used to hear the, that dead or in jail thing mm-hmm. all the time growing up. I either ended up dead or in mm-hmm. jail. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm pretty sure you heard them kind of mm-hmm. them kind mm-hmm. of stories too. Mm-hmm. Tyrone shaking his head as well. Mm-hmm. Every black parent right. says that. <laughs> but he used to say that all the time. And, uh, you know, it didn't connect for me until right in this moment that my dad left. And never went back mm-hmm. for the very same reason. Mm-hmm. He wasn't he wasn't into drugs or anything, but he he lived in an environment that wasn't the the most cleanest of, of them all, you know. And same with my mom. And I used to ask my dad why won't why you don't want to move back to New York? And he would just be like, "It's too fast paced. Like he don't he don't want to deal with that." He left because he saw his life going on a track fast nowhere, going nowhere fast. So, yeah, I think we need to change the narrative to to make it more positive. Yes, I think when people hear dead or jail, they take it literally to mm-hmm. give two stories. I had an ex who would be like, I'm not gonna make it to 21. And I grew up with my mom always telling me, you know, your words have power. Mm-hmm. You know, the most powerful thing yeah. is the things that you say out your mouth, because they will manifest and they will happen. And he died before he turned 21. Mm-hmm. Um, and having that mentality of constantly hearing either dead or jail, eventually you think that that's all that oh, you can yeah. add up to. Mm-hmm. So I think we need mm-hmm. to change the narrative like you can do better. You yes. can still live here. You can buy your house. You can be, you know, you can have enough money. To, you can to, have a business You can here. spread your wealth. Yeah. You know, like, I think. But that's what Nipsey tried to do. Exactly. I know. And, and it's a sucky situation. I'm not saying that it's it's like it's always it's not an absolute thing. Like plenty mm-hmm. of people do this in their community and they still are able they, to come back. Yeah. But um, that's what some people would argue. Like, well, that's what Nipsey just tried to do. And look at what happened. All you he built up his entire community. All You saw B2K at the like everybody was hurt. 
Mm-hmm. Especially the people that are from that area. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. But in return, I'm hoping that this will touch someone else's life, that they will uh, strive to do better. Maybe this is a part of his um, purpose. Maybe his death yeah, was purposeful. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. I had a very deep conversation on that same note with uh, my friend at work. Stacy and we were she said she said from the spiritual side of things she was like you know the devil tried to come in and end his life and you know and make something negative out of this but something positive will come from this because like you think those people she was like <laughs> she speaks to the devil sometimes she's like you thought you that was stupid like you didn't think these all these people weren't going to carry out his legacy like now you have you you had one person doing it, not one person obviously, right. but like you had one person doing it. Now you're gonna have droves of people coming mm-hmm. to continue what mm-hmm. he started. Look so at Biggie he, and the Pac. devil still won't win. And we're Look still at what, yes, we're still we looking still, into that. Yes. We're still thriving. Like yes, and hip hop hip hop took another level after that Mm -hmm. because we were like oh no we got to get positive and i do think that unfortunately this is what happened for something bigger to happen after i agree i definitely agree so um Mm. on to appreciation of life you know yes um anna's favorite quote she always says um go ahead and say it the flowers to the grave oh yes oh (laughs) i'm sorry i had a brain fart um we are supposed to why am i not remembering it what is it um that we are supposed to give people their flowers while they can still smell them mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so um we really need to just appreciate life and how we can do that is just like slow down taking the beauty of life you know smell the the aromas that are going around look at the beautiful sights to see that's around you look at the green how green that grass is how tall that skyscraper is or even in the hood look at those brick buildings look at the fight and the you know the blood sweat and tears that are on the stains that are on the walls the murals and things of that nature the taste the touch of the mumbo sauce you know the things of that nature um, really just slow down and take in life you know life is definitely short we saw that with Nipsey's death we saw that with Aaliyah's death we saw that with Biggie's and Pac's but their legacy continued to move on so we just have to appreciate it while we have it you know go for a walk see some new sceneries go take a trip down to Navy Yard take a trip you know up down to Waldorf and check out some different culture and see how people you know just migrate and integrate into different things put things into a different perspective don't always look at it from a negative perspective know that you can make it out of the hood if you're in the hood know that you can make it in the big city if you're in the suburbs you know just reflect and start a journal leave your memoir for your kids to see leave that legacy for other people to be able to read your story and to embrace it and then to take it on from that from your story so that they can build and start a new journey and start a new story Mm. When you're happy with yourself and your surroundings and living a life full of wonder, joy, and laughter, your stress levels will continue to drop. Your blood pressure and your blood sugar levels become stabilized and your immune system gets a serious boost. And all that happens when you're happy. All you have to do is smile. Mm. Oh, so um, lastly, Mm -hmm. this Us movie. What was your thoughts, takeaways? Oh, yes. So this is Us. Um, okay, so first of all, I didn't like it when I first saw it. So um, that was my first thought. That was my first inclination. After that, I did marinate on it. Mm-hmm. Kel, did you like it when you first saw it? I thought it was funny. 
Um, you thought it was funny. Yeah. Well, wow, that's funny. interesting for you to say because we were both petrified to see yes, it. Yes, we were. I thought it was funny. I think I was hung up on like certain parts that was really, really hilarious. Like when she was like, you're not making any more decisions. I was like, yes, girl. <laughs> you know, I was all up in there. So, um, and then it's, it's extra fun when you're going to tell all black theaters because everybody's saying the same things. Mm-hmm. So, um, um, yes. That that was intentional. I was glad we were at a black theater so it wouldn't be as scary. Right. <laughs> So, um, um, but yeah, but as I looked at some of the, the information on it, you know, some of the big breakdowns later, I just was like blown away at how deep the movie really was rooted and just, um, you know, like, first of all, finding out that what's her name, uh, was really like the, the main character. Yes. That Lupita was the main character. Lupita as the main character actually ended up being her shadow doppelganger or whatever clone because they were clones mm-hmm. did you did you pick up on that when you first saw it i didn't know that because i saw when red was saying um you know that there was an experiment that went wrong and blah 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 but i was like nah they ain't clones that's corny but then they were and i was like Arr. but somehow i still was scared <laughs> that night i still i was scared for like three days afterwards really i was scared um because especially because i became a little obsessed with it and the story behind it like you know i watched a really good interview did you see the breakfast club interview with um the guy that plays the father on it i forget his mm-hmm. name right now but the guy from wakanda too oh that was a great interview i was telling dave about it that he should watch it because man like he really broke it down and he was even comparing how like get out was really a movie about gentrification i was like damn (laughs) he's like like imagine if the homes that these people were buying up and taking over and acting like you didn't belong there and like you crazy when you was there all your life imagine if that was bodies black bodies and i was like oh that's crazy that's deep too deep i'm not ready for that right now i want to go to sleep tonight (laughs) but that's but that's what he was saying that's really that really was that movie it was it was gingerfying bodies Crazy. You scared? Girl? Yeah, especially with your <laughs> evil ass face right now. Like, what the fuck? Why are you being so scared? No, I was fine. Stop I was it. Good with my laughs, and now you making shit scary. I don't want to think that deep. Well, there's a lot of theories. Let's go back to us. There's so, a lot. <laughs> I'm gonna say these last two theories, and then I know we gotta wrap you up. Cut me off. But anywho. <laughs> Everybody was asking about the rabbit. So the rabbit, bitch, I kept thinking that there was going to be a doppelganger of me and Dennis outside of my apartment, which was really stupid. Because how they going to get to our apartment? But what if everybody got doppelganger anyway? And I think that's the scary part about it because everybody does have a twin, quote unquote. Right, right. And I've seen people like I'll scroll through on Instagram. I scroll twice, like whoa, yeah, that look like me or whatever. Yes, yes, that is. Not too far off, mm-hmm. but and he based it off of a Twilight, partially off of a Twilight show episode where the woman kept seeing herself in the um, in a train station and she kept seeing it and was like, "You guys don't see what I'm talking about," and nobody saw it until after they arrested her and then the police officer realized, "Oh shit!" At the end that she wasn't lying and it was another her. Mm-hmm. See, that's too much. See. <laughs> So getting scared some of there. it was <laughs> the rabbits represent rebirth and their mm. animal of duality. And um, they're adorable and they're terrifying at the same time. 
The I Got they Five are, on actually. it. I know, right? The okay. I Got Five on it was just yeah, like an ode to Bay, to the Bay Area music. And mm. he said that he loves a song okay. that have a great feeling but also has a hunting element, which it really it does. does. It does. So That's true. It gives him um, a reminiscent of Nightmare on Elm Street. And I'm like, oh, mm. okay. Okay. Ding, 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 ding. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That, it, is, that was your theory? That's it. Yeah. I mean, the, just real quick. Um they talked about how us means basically the United States. You mm-hmm. heard that theory mm-hmm. as well. And that, you know, these are like for the homeless people or the people that are disenfranchised and how they will one day rise up if we keep things going. And we will not be able to say we didn't have a part in it. It's kind of like slavery. We still mad at white people, even if that white person didn't ha- <laughs> doesn't have nothing to do with we're how many generations of move, but we still feel we still feel like they are more privileged than us same way disenfranchised people could feel like we're more privileged than them and we didn't have nothing to do with what's happening to them but and trump and his shenanigans he could sit there and do all he wants to do and then next thing you know we all get blown up Iraq and all them ain't gonna be saying, "Oh, y'all and Raquel and Anna, I know y'all, I know y'all can't stand Trump, so come on over here while we blow up the rest of America." No, we all gonna do that though. Feel free, (laughs) feel free. I will take that warning. I will get mine, and I will come back when everything is good. (laughs) Head up to the six. Feel free. Head up to the six. Right, real quick. Well, that's the end of our yeah, show, that's right? That's the end of our show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Mm-hmm. Make sure you follow us on our social media handles at Cognac Cupcakes Conversation. Thank you, 202 Creates. Shout out to 202 Creates and our special engineer, Tyrone. Yes, yes. Until next time. Peace out. Bye. You need to get up, get out, and get something. Because you and I got to do for you and I. It's a vibe.